please do come on in. We have a new guest as always. We always bring you phenomenal boss women to the show that can really help inspire you and empower you in your entrepreneurship journey. So today we have a fabulous guest. I'm gonna allow her to introduce herself in just a second. Her name is Sharon Eddings and she is uh, her, she is the founder of Code with Sharon. So we're gonna have a techie conversation today. I know so many of you all have been excited about this. So do come on in, drop a comment, let us know that you're here, where you're hailing from. Uh, any questions you have, do leave those in the comments. If we don't get to questions during the show, we always follow up after the show to engage with all you amazing uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. Do uh, give this thumbs up or a love, depending on where you are. Do share out this broadcast to other entrepreneurs who need to see this information and will find it of value. We so appreciate it. Sharing is caring, as I always say. So again, we just want to get right into it. Uh, so welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you here. So we're going to get right into it. Can you tell our audience a little bit about you, who you are and what you do? Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Sharon Eddings. I'm the founder of Code with Sharon. Um, a couple, well, several years ago, maybe about 11, 12 years ago, I taught myself how to code. Um, and from there, I landed my first job in tech after about eight months. And so now I teach other people how to code. Oh, wow. Okay. So when we tell people coding, not everybody knows what that is or, or why it's relevant. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So you said uh, about 11 years ago, you taught yourself to code. Okay. Um, and I don't know how easy that is. That's technical uh, language. So first of all, can you take us back on your journey as to how you got into coding? What made you decide to teach yourself to code? And just explain to our audience what that what coding is. What does that mean? Okay, so coding is computer programming. Um, they just call it coding in different sectors. So in tech, it's called coding, code, uh, or writing programs. In the school sector, it's called STEM. So I know everybody heard of STEM. And so it's the same thing. It's just called by different names. Um, and so I think one of your questions was like, how did I get into it? Is that what it was? Okay, so um, how I fell into coding, and it wasn't something I was, you know, looking for. I was actually, I had my third child and he was born very sickly and I needed better health insurance for him. And I was working in healthcare um, and not in nursing home, but group homes. And so I had insurance, but it just wasn't up to par. And so I, I set out on a journey to find a career. I wanted a career, not a job. And I wanted something that provided me those benefits, but also gave me that dream job. I wanted something to make me want to get up in the morning. I didn't mind getting up in the morning and going to work. And so when I started to look for careers, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so actually I fell into coding and it just took off from there. Wow. Okay. So do you have a tech background? Were you always working in like a technical sector that drew you to coding? Nope, I wasn't. I, I mean, I liked computers, um, but no, I was working in group homes. And, you know, when you, I didn't have a degree, right? So it's the only thing I could really do was if you don't have a group degree is what you already done, what you have experience in. It's hard to break into another industry when you don't have, you know, some people want a degree. 
But um, the door has opened more for tech because um, they are actually looking for people that have some technical skills and then they'll take you the rest of the way. So a lot of companies, starting with Google and Apple, they're starting to not um, require degrees for certain positions. And so it's, it's, the door is open. I slid in. Everybody else can just walk in. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so you got into coding, okay. Uh, what made you decide to then go from a corporate position to starting your own business? Well, I wanted everybody to know what I found. So it was that thing. I always admire people when they find something or they know something, they share it. Um, and so I've always been that type of person, especially being a mother. What I found was the things that I really needed, uh, flexible hours. In a group home, I didn't get flexible hours. That means that um, your supervisor can let you come in at different times of the day, right? So uh, when I was at a group home, you had to be there at 8, 3, or midnight, and that was it. And then you five minutes late, two minutes late, you're getting a write-up. Um, so when I moved up to project manager, uh, I was able to give my staff that flexibility. Some, some people didn't want to work on Friday, so they came in Monday through Thursday, and we had one of those fobs that you can let yourself in. So we had staff coming in as early as five o'clock in the morning and leaving at three. We had, I had one staff member that wanted, he was a male and he wanted to take his daughter to school every day. So he would come in, he wanted to take her to breakfast, do different things, hang out at the school with his daughter. And so he would come in at 10 or 11 or something like that. And then he would stay a little later every day to make up his hours. And so um, that allowed me to be able to go to my son's school, drop him off. I don't, I'm not rushing to get him to school. And then I have to rush to get to work. Um, I was able to drop him off at school. And if I needed to talk to a teacher or do an event, I was able to do that. If I needed to leave to go take him to the doctor or myself to the doctor, I could leave and then come back. And so it gave me those benefits that I was looking for and some. So how, and I like that you said that because, you know, women are really leading in the area of entrepreneurship and it's really for that reason to allow for more flexibility in the lifestyle because we're doing so much. We're taking care of family, of spouses and children and trying to uh, make a living and build a legacy. And oftentimes corporate restricts us and what we're able to do, like you just mentioned. So that that flexibility is really important to a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, but especially women that are in business. Can you tell me a little bit about what that transition was like? Was Did you find it to be a smooth transition from corporate to starting your own business or did you hit some bumps in the road? Um, let's talk about that. Okay, so after eight months of teaching myself how to code, um, I'm a very tenacious person. And remember, I got some fire under me because I have a sick child that I need to uh, provide for. And so I just jumped. I said, look, this is today. I'm putting on my resume what I know. And, you know, it's up to God. The rest is up to him. I did what I can do. And, you know, I believe in the Lord. And I know it's a job out there for me. That's just me. I know it's something out there for me and I'm going to find it. That's the type of person I am. And so after eight months, I remember going to Tim Hortons. I'm like, I don't care. Just just today. I'm, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's me. So I went to Tim Hortons. I started to do my resume, put it up on um, monster.com. And about two weeks later, uh, believe it or not, an automotive software engineering company called me and I was able to land that job. And I could not believe it. And so what we were doing was um, 
developing, helping to develop the software in your vehicles, the blind spot detection, the lane change assistance. And I was like, so that made me have to jump more, right? Because now I'm in there and I, you know, I don't really know nothing. So I'm listening to other projects. So in project base, you have different teams working on different parts of the vehicle or different other projects, right? And so I'm listening to all these people talk about code and I would go home and study. And then I would come back and after days and weeks and months, it started to make sense what they were talking about. So that's how I gazed if I was getting better, right? And so I was just so thirsty and hungry for knowledge. I wanted more of what this tech had to offer. And a year and a half, I became the project manager over two of those radar um, development teams. Um, they pay you for what you know. They pay you to think. Um, it is opportunity and it is diversity and we want to make it more diverse. And so that's how I got into code with Sharon. That's amazing. And so what made you decide to teach coding? Because I wanted every, I said, this is something, you know, my, you know, the community that I live in, we're underserved, right? And I grew up in that community and I actually moved out to Belleville, Michigan, which is a suburban area um, past the airport, Detroit Metro Airport. And we actually moved back to Detroit. And so I was like, okay, this is my chance to bring my skill set back to my community and help my community, right? But charity starts at home. So I said, okay, I'll teach my son how to code. But remember, I'm a big thinker. So I said, no, I'm going to teach him and his classmates how to code, right? So I ended up volunteering at his school. It turned into an after-school program. And I mean, I had waiting lists out the door. Now, I'm not a teacher, remember. So I'm like, there's like, how many kids do you want to teach? I was like, oh, I think I can handle maybe 10. And so then all of a sudden, they would call me like, can you do 15? And I was like, uh, I think I can. And I was like, Okay, could you do 20? And I think it got up to like 20, 25 students. But then I had students, once the classes started, the kids, the word got out and the kids were like sneaking into my class, right? Because they wanted to be a part of it and they would bring a friend like this is my cousin, this is my sister. And so that's when I started to see the value and that our kids wanted it and that our kids were able to, um, you know, actually benefit from this skill set. Yeah. So you teach both, you teach children and adults? Yeah, so we just, um, back then when I was volunteering, I was doing, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, you know, getting my feet wet. And so I actually, there's like how, what age? I said, oh, I'll take third through seventh. And so that's how I started off with the volunteering. Um, when it turned into code with Sharon, we were doing sixth through 12th grade. Um, we had, um, I actually developed my software because remember, I had all these students and I wasn't a teacher and I couldn't handle them. And, um, you know, they wasn't bad. What it was where they were actually prodding me to give them exercise. Oh, you didn't, you didn't say, tell me what to do. And you didn't, you didn't, you know, they really wanted it and I couldn't keep up with them. And so my boss from the, the, the company that hired me from the automotive software company, he developed software. And I always admired him. And I said, I'm going to be like Mike when I grow up, right? And I said, this is the perfect fit for what I wanted. I said, I can build software and put the kids on the software. And then that would make me um, have more time to visit each student if they had a problem, right? And so I developed the software. It was just, a, and I just put some stuff together because, you know, and another problem I had, if a student missed a day and when they came back, I had to catch that student up and that was just terrible. Once I put this software together and put each student on the software, they were able to move one, move at their own pace, right? Yeah. Two, if somebody missed a day, they were able to come in the next day or whatever they were sick, and they were able to start off where they left off at. 
that let me be tech support. So now I can walk around and check on the students and only help a student if they need help. But I, then that allowed them to figure things out on it, on their own. It allowed them to progress at their own speed. And so, yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about coding in tech uh, and especially women in, in tech and coding. I mean, I just love the sound of that. Um, but I want to ask you, because it seems so um, not easy, but it doesn't seem as difficult or as intimidating as some people make it seem that the sciences and the technologies are, and children are open to it. Children are getting into STEM. And I think um, it's important that we get them into these fields at, a, at the earliest ages as, as possible. So what do you feel like the intimidation is around getting into technology and coding? And how can how can we, I think, empower more women to get into the field? I think what it is, is we see this all the time. So if you have a, let's say, for instance, you have a celebrity. Um, you say, oh, I can't be a celebrity because let's say it's Holly Berry. But Holly Berry started somewhere. Right. And people forget to go back to where that person started from. So if you look at a Bill Gates and a, and a, um, the guy from Apple, they started somewhere. So you, you have to manage your expectation. You're gauging yourself against Bill Gates today. You need to gauge yourself against Bill, Bill Gates or whoever, you know, when they first started out. Everybody started from somewhere. They know advanced, they know advanced coding. Um, and so that's what we want to gauge people's expectation. Coding is not hard. You just have to stop um, gauging yourself against um, like these big top tech companies. Right. You can I could have made um, when I started out in eight months of coding. I didn't know nearly as much as what I'm able to teach the kids today at a rapid rate because they can absorb a lot of information. Coding is not hard. It's just learning one step at a time. And then you build on that. And it depends on what field you want to go to. Like I wanted to build software, so I had to learn more programming languages. You might just want to build websites so you can be up and running in six to eight months and making good money building websites. It took me it took me about four years to develop the software, but you have to remember I had a sick son um, and, and a lot of other things was going on. So that's what took me so long, being a, a mother and a wife, and I had other kids and things like that. But um, our kids, if we get it in them before they have these responsibilities, uh, they can go far. Um, they can, you know, make money just like other kids are making money on YouTube. Not everybody want to be on YouTube. Not everybody want to play sports. But we still have some kids at home that will be interested in another way to make good money. And tech is it, especially with young women. Um, we, you know, the goal is to get them interested. And once they get interested, they do well. It's just that we have to eliminate these stigmas. Stop calling it hard. Yeah. Everything, you have to learn something. I don't care if you want to be a nurse or a doctor. You have to learn something. You have to start from somewhere. It's just a lot of information. But you break that information down into fun bite-sized pieces. And you see kids in China and stuff um, and, and the UK and other countries. And, and they are absolutely doing awesome things at a young age. And one of my things is when I run into some parents, they they looking at what they think. I think it's too hard, so my kid can't do it. Your kid will come in here and chew that up um, before you know it. And so you're cheating them out of a great opportunity. Yeah. 
And children are very intuitive. They're very intelligent. Like uh, it makes me think about social media, right? And so I know a lot of uh, adults that call on their kids for, uh, you know, technology because uh, they don't they don't have a clue. And I'm just like, these kids know. <laughs> they know what's going on. So that they, this is definitely something uh, that they can do and they and that they should do. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned about how about goals and like how you set it in your mind that this is something that you wanted to do. Um, I think that's so important, no matter what it is that you're trying to do as an entrepreneur or business owner, you have to set intention and your goal um, and go after it. Right. Um, and it, once you have that mindset, there's n absolutely nothing that you can accomplish and you have to go into it with the mindset that, yes, I can do this um, because telling yourself is hard. If you make it hard, it will be hard. Um, but again, we have to, I think, deprogram some of the some of the misinformation that we have that sometimes other people put on us, right? Because that's their insecurity or maybe their experience or someone before them told them that they couldn't do it or this is hard. I, I, I've, I've heard that like in families, um, but just deprogram that and get, get connected with people like yourself, uh, Sharon, uh, and they can see that the world will open up to them because technology is really huge. Um, right now, like there are so many different opportunities and you mentioned some of them, uh, just a short while ago, but can you just talk a little bit more about the tech, the tech opportunities that are out there? Like all the big companies, even small companies, entrepreneurs, need experts, techno technologically savvy experts to support them in their businesses. So um, can you just talk a little bit more about those opportunities? And you're correct. And what everybody needs to realize, every company will eventually become a tech company in order to survive in a digital future. So that means everyone that wants to be employed has to learn these technical skill sets to be employable in a digital future, right? So um, our students um, has a great opportunity. First of all, they can work from home. Um, this, I thought this would be a good fit for my community because, okay, so we live in urban communities and sometimes the busing situation is not good. You don't have transportation. I remember we had to go way out to the suburbs just to get a decent job, right? You can do, you can work from home. You can start your own business or de developing websites from home. You can work for a company remotely. Uh, we see what happened with COVID. A lot of people, essential workers, they got the short end of the stick because they had to go out there and they had to do these jobs that were faced, you know, with contact with people. But the people who had the technical skills were able to work from home. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, I had actually, my son, I, I put him in homeschooling two years ago because I'm in tech. And so you can see what's coming. Um, and so I knew the school system was going to have some problems because they're not um, able, especially public schools, they're not able to keep up and change as quickly on a dime as say an academy. Academy can make, um, they can make decisions really quick and, and they can change on a dime. And so they wasn't able to switch quick enough for technology and that's how they got caught in this, um, you know, this predicament. And so, um, but yeah, so a lot of the benefits is that, hey, you can get these skill sets. Not only can you work for yourself, 
um, you can get a job at a, a startup company or something like that. Because I, I, what I found out is that I had got a job at a startup company. It wasn't like super new, but it was a small software company. But um, startup company is a great place to start, right? Um, so they have, I don't want to say least restrictions, but they're really like at a point where they're really trying to build their team. And so you have a, a great chance of getting employed there. Um, I remember when, um, so when I thought about, because I was on a contract when I was with the software company, so I was like, if this job, this contract was to end, what would I do? Now, when I was at a group home, if my job was to end, I would have been so scared. Because it's not too many group homes around, it's, you know, it's kind of hard. But when I thought about that, I was like, I can just learn new programming language and do something else. I can go home and build websites. So I didn't have that fear of losing my job because I have a skill set that nobody can take from me. It's pliable, it's flexible. You can go in many different directions. And so I just chose to teach with it. I chose to use my skill set to teach and have a business and make money doing it that way. Um, and so that's some of the things that I think our kids, and, and plus we want to teach our kids to be producers of technology and stop sitting there consuming so much technology. Um, yeah. And so that's one of the goals that I really want to um, affect change in. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurship journey. What What do you feel like has been your biggest uh, challenge thus far in your business? Um, I used to always say funding, 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 right? Uh, what I learned is that you can start a business without money, but you can't scale without money, right? So in the beginning, the biggest challenge was figuring out how to take this skill set and turn it into a business, right? Um, that was hard. Um, and then I had to learn networking, right? Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a engineer, I'm a introvert, um, kind of sort of, I, I, I switch back and forth, right? Um, but like the networking, I, you know, I had problems. How do you get out and network? How do you get in touch with the people that you need? How do you get past the gatekeeper? Um, so I found finding mentors, right? And that wasn't easy because some, some were good and some were bad, not bad on purpose. They just didn't fit my need, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had to go through a couple to find the right person. Um, also, um, you know, getting contracts with school. How do you do that? I had to learn that. I had to, when I volunteer in schools, I had to start networking with people to figure things out, asking questions. Um, so it took a minute to put all those things together. That takes a minute. And that was hard. Marketing is a beast. Um, so marketing is something that because when you don't have the funding and you are a startup, you have to do in any business. When you start up, you have to do everything yourself. So you're an army of 100. You know, you you are an army of one. But, you know, you're doing 100 jobs. Um, and so that was some of the difficult um, things that really um caused me a lot of, um, you know, to stalemate a lot and a lot of headaches and things like that and figuring those things out. But if you keep on your journey and you keep going, you start to put things together. And as you hear other people say, nothing goes to waste. Everything comes back and you say, oh, okay, I see. It, it does work. It, it, it is true. You see why you went through what you went through. Um, you learn from that. And then you use that later on somehow, some way, it comes back to benefit you. And so once I started to see that, and then I started to realize, hey, Sharon, you have to start paying and investing in yourself for personal development. So I started to take um, 
um, courses from other companies. Um, so Zingerman Deli in Ann Arbor. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but even though it's a deli, they have an awesome business model and they have done such um, tremendous things with their business. Other companies pay for um, their employees to go to Zingerman's training program because they train people about leadership, management, um, uh, customer service. Even though you're not, even though I'm not in a restaurant, it still applies to me. And so I, I pay for personal development. I find a course if I think it's something that can help me I learn to pay for those things because nobody's going to keep giving you it's going to be just a little because why would I give you the secret sauce to make you rich but then you don't want to pay me for helping you to become rich so you have to pay for those um secrets you know what I'm saying how how somebody do that they they want to make money too they want to be in business and so you have to pay for that and so once I started to do that then I started to see growth that's amazing. Okay, so let me just recap that really quickly, like for our audience, entrepreneurs, I hope you all heard that. But investing in yourself and your business is key. You can start your business for free, but it's going to take investment, right? That's money in order for you to scale your business. Having a mentor, I think we can all agree is very important. And I know a lot of times it's challenging, especially for minorities and women to get access to mentors. But that is something that is so important. You need someone that has been where you're trying to get to, that has already achieved those goals and that, that, you, that will help champion you and give you advice and uh, give you recommendations and lead you in the right direction. So we all need those that mentors in our lives throughout your journey, not just in the beginning when you're starting your business, but all the way through, because at every, every step of the way, you're, you're, you're moving to an, a higher level, right? And so, yeah, you learn things at one level, then you have, you're you going to have greater challenges the higher uh, you go. Uh, and then also having a network. I say this all the time. Having a network of support is vital to a business. If you want to be successful, leveraging a network, having that network of support is, is like the the best thing that you can do um and finding like-minded people like you that can support you and championing uh champion you is going to be really beneficial to you uh as you uh as you grow grow your business um and these are really good tools good tips to for you to take away uh, if you definitely want to take action and grow your business no matter where you no matter where you're at so just start there and make a plan, set your intention to be able to do those things. So thank you so much because we we all have challenges in our business and everybody's challenge is different, but there's not one challenge that we cannot overcome. You can overcome any challenge in your business. So we thank you for that. Um, yeah, and I agree. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your successes, right? Because this is such... Um, like technology is is one of those male dominated fields. So we need more women in tech, right? And I I just love I just I think that's so powerful and so empowering to see women in, in technology and dominating the space and creating these new technologies and databases and softwares and things like that. Um so I think that that is that is fantastic. So the next thing that I wanted to ask you is just to speak on some of your successes that you've had in your journey that can help inspire some of some of us that are watching today. 
Okay, so you know, I said I'm tenacious and I, I love that word because I'm very tenacious. Um, and so what happened was, um, you know, developing the software and I started to do, uh, I did a beta version, made some improvements because the students would say, hey, uh, this is not working right. So then I'll go home and tweak it and then, I'll, and then the students would, okay, this is not working right, so I'm tweak it. And then each day I would come back, I had less and less questions from the students and then I was able to just sit back and just watch, right? And so that's just like, okay, I'm on to something. So I started to, you have to tell people what you're doing, otherwise they won't know, right? And then somebody will tell somebody else, right? And so word got around and um, meeting with principals to see, you know, I wanted to meet the teachers to see what they needed right? and, and what they wanted. The students, what did they need? And the principals, what did they need and who had the money? <laughs> this is, you know, it's about the money, right? And how much of money was they willing to spend? And so, um, and it's good to be in a network because I got boxed out um, because a lot of people were sororities and fraternities and they were looking out for their sisters and brothers. And so I was like, okay, Sharon, you gotta go higher because my mentor told me that I would call and talk to the secretary. secretary. And I would tell her what I did. She said, no, 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 you you, you go on for the low hanging fruit. You go higher to the decision makers, right? So now I had to start looking higher. Who are the decision makers and how can I get in touch with them? I'm not scared to call somebody. I don't care who you are and ask your question or, or something like that. Or how could COVID share work with your business or something? So I'm very good at that. That's one thing I have. And I think that's my part of my success. I ended up negotiating a contract to put my software into five school districts, right? Uh, with a, with the government, right? And so state of Michigan. And so we were gonna put the software in one school in each district, you build it out, perfect it, you scale out to other schools and then you scale up to different districts, right? That's how you scale a business. You have to perfect it, make sure it work. The foundation has to be solid. You spread it out and then you scale up, right? And so, we're locking in the price, I'm, you know, pursuing the fee, I'm happy, I'm like, yes, you know, this is awesome, I, I'm, I'm here, I made it. Uh, we are putting in dates, um, and COVID hits, and everything got shut down, and as an entrepreneur, you have to be prepared for those hard hits, you have to, you have to dust yourself off, and shake it off and you have to get back up and you have to go back in there. So yeah, that song really hard. Cause I was like, after all this work and all this sacrifice, remember I'm a mother, so I'm, I'm dragging my kids along with me. It's just not me, you know, and I have a husband and thank God he's patient. But um, so we quickly had to pivot to, okay, how do we do it? We pivot to, uh, instead of B2B, so business to business, business to public. Um, and so now I have to advertise to the public and that's where that marketing got me. Like I'm not, you know, a savvy at marketing. Um, so I invested in some courses. And, and so we're putting together our marketing strategy. We're redoing our brand. So our website, forgive us, we are redoing our website uh, again, just to perfect it. And nothing, I know people want things to be perfect. And that's one thing I had to stop taking things so personally. I'm out here and I, you know, I jumped, right? And so everything is not perfect. And I had to give myself a break. And I still have to tell myself, today. Sharon, give yourself a break. Everything is not perfect, but you're going to get there, right? You're going to figure it out. And then everything is one day, it's going to just start working smoothly because I'm learning and I'm building. And so, so yeah, so we're getting there. And that was one of my greatest successes. Um, and so now learning marketing, and I think I got a good marketing strategy. And once I dominate the business to customer, 
um, that'll be another um, win for us. That's fantastic. And I'm glad that you mentioned about pivoting in your business. Because I say that all the time because all of us were hit in one way or another, all of us entrepreneurs and small business owners. But you can either sit on that, right? Or you can take it, assess the situation and see what you can do to move your business forward, what shifts you can make, what pivots you need to make to make it happen. And I'm just amazed at how creative some entrepreneurs have been in this time to shift. And that's an that's a great example because you know, some people are challenged with figuring out what I what I what should I do? How do you pivot in your business? So I think that's such a great example. You no, know, your focus was B2B, right? And so that you were going, you're contracting with these school districts to provide this to for the children. Now you're going to the public. Now you know you really need marketing. Marketing is so huge. Uh, every business needs it, and not enough of us um, really focus on it, make it a priority, and invest in, in our marketing strategies. Um, so I'm glad that you said that as well, because if, if there was any time to be visible and get the exposure for your business, it is now. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And it's content, content. Get that content out there. So that's something that we're working on. We want to get that content because you have to look at uh, a lot of people uh, lost their jobs. A lot of people are um, at home and a lot of people are online. So this, this is the time now to be um, putting out content, no matter what you want to do. It has to be content so you can be seen. Um, this is the wave of the future. This is what it's going to be. It might change back a little bit, but it won't go all the way back to what we are, are used to. I'm preparing my son for his future, which is the digital future, teaching him how to code. Uh, whether he wants to be a coder or not, that's the skill set he's going to have in his back pocket to follow on. Um, I suggest uh, other people do it well uh, as well. And I taught third when I first started out, third through seventh. And I can tell the difference between the third graders and the seventh graders. The only difference that it was just in behavior. They were just a little bit more antsy. You know, they were still controllable and everything like that. But these kids are savvy. You might have a, a billionaire sitting in your house. And if you don't expose them to this um, skill set, this kid might just be lucky if he can get a job at McDonald's. This is their future. And every kid should at least be exposed to it. And so that's why we have a, a you know, intro to coding, just so that every kid should be exposed to it to see, hey, is this for me? If not, then they move on to something else. But they still should see what it is and, and at least see what the opportunities are. I would expose my kids to different sports and different activities before I got into coding because I wanted to find what their passion was. And so we went through different, you know, activity. Do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? And try to figure out what they like. You have to expose your kids to different awesome things. Definitely. And we have to expose ourselves too. So expose your children, right? And yeah. expose yourselves to new things, new skill sets. Because I was just telling someone the other day, people asked me, how did you get into this? Or how did you get into that? Did you go to college for this? No. I mean, I went to college, but I'm I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always gaining new skill sets. That's something that no one can take away from you. Even those of you that are on your nine to five jobs wanting to start your business full time, and you're like, how am I going to do it? You have the skill set. To, to start your own business and make it happen. 
But uh, Sharon, I wanted, you talked about your intro to code course. So I wanted to really briefly talk about that just to bring that on screen. Can you tell our audience about your intro uh, to code course and the special offer you have going on right now? Okay, so we have a free one week intro to code just to give people a sample of what coding is. If nothing else, just to help um, demystify the stigma that coding is hard, right? And if and then a lot of people think we, when we say coding, we're talking about medical coding, right? Uh, we're talking about technology, computer programming. And so to get the word out, to get people talking about it. Um, so when you say coding, at least a parent or a student knows what it is, right? Because this is what we're going to be making our living with. This is what's going to be, you know, programming our lives and things like that. And so we should know about it. Um, so that starts this Monday, um, October the 5th. And so I'll put my um, the link. Okay, so she put the link in there. So you can go there and sign up. And what it is, is you actually log into the website, you do your daily um, activities, and then we have a live session where we would get together and actually code um, an actual project. And so we'll build a simple website together. I'll be there with you. And so that's how my programs work. You work during the week and then we'll have a live session. So every week and that's how we do it. So you get to work with me, you get to ask questions. We get that community feeling where we help each other. And so we have fun coding. And so what makes me a little different from other coding programs is we know our kids have been exposed to coding right in school, but nobody taught them what to do with that code, right? How to take that and turn it into some money, how to start a business with that. And so if students stay with my course the whole way through, we have a 30, a 30, 60, 90, 120 day plan. So the first 30 days is our, you know, what we call our, um, you, you, you know, you get introduced to coding. The next 60 days, if you stay with us, because we don't want to lock anybody in. When I was looking for a coding boot camp, you had to pay $12,000 upfront and you locked in. And we don't want to lock people in, right? And so if you stay with us for 60 days, you get to um, get experience of a junior coder, a junior developer. You stay with us um, 90 days, you're, you're independent. So now you learn enough coding where you can go out there and start to start to build stuff. You can start to learn how to build websites and then sell those websites and make money. And so our goal is to make sure when you walk away, you can make money um, after you finish our course, um, building websites. Uh, I can't promise anybody a job. I'm not one of those coding boot camps to say I'm gonna get you a job because these tech companies want people to have, um, you know, it's about a culture, right? And they don't they don't feel you fit their culture and it's not about race and stuff like that. They just wanna make sure you're a good fit. I can't promise that you will go in there and ace a, a, a job interview because people do different on job interviews and tests than they do in everyday life. But I wanna make sure that you can walk away making some money especially in today with COVID where so many people are out of work, they need money and they need a way to make money right now. And so that's why we put this program together. That's fan that's fantastic. So all of you all, whether it's for you or your children uh, that you want to get into coding, this is a great opportunity to get a free one week uh, intro to her course and then uh, use that and then see where that goes. But we all know technology is a very lucrative energy, uh, industry and there's so many different opportunities, even for you all as entrepreneurs uh, out there, you can start your own business. There's people that all they do is build websites for other entrepreneurs and business owners. 
and they make they make a lot of money. That is their sole business is just to develop websites for entrepreneurs, business owners, government agencies, other organizations and companies. So, you know, definitely this is something you want to think about if you're interested in it. The again, the information, the link are is in the comments and it will be in the description of this broadcast as well. So we thank you so much for that. Uh, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is what are your thoughts on the future of technology or women in technology, women in STEM, women in coding? What does that look like for us? Um, so that is going to be absolutely awesome. I do want to say for that free trial, that's for 18 and up. So that's for our adults. Um, so we have been getting a lot of feedback that adults want coding lessons. So that's what that is for. But as far as women in tech, um, the, you know, each each year or each, you know, coding changes so fast. And what makes it more funner and easier to learn is that coding gets e easier to write, right? Back uh, when I was coding, you had to write more, but now people come up with different ways to make it, uh, it's compared to shorthand. That's the only way I can say it. And so it makes it even more funner and more easier to learn because how savvy uh, people have created new programming languages are just easier to learn. I don't want to confuse anybody, but uh, it just makes it funner. But if you think about it, if you want to start a business at home, um, you want to be home with your kids, you want to have the ability to make money, you know, you can build websites and travel the world with your laptop and, and make money, right? Because it's your business. You can build a website. All you need is a, a laptop and internet, and a lot of times you don't need internet. You just need internet to upload it to the server, but you can build it offline. You don't even need internet, right? As long as you got all the images and everything like that. So this is a, a, a dream business where you can do so much. You can travel with it, you can work from home, you can have that freedom to be there with your kids. Um, you can even work a job and have this as a side hustle. Like when I wanna go on vacations and things like that, I build websites on the side and I use that as my vacation money. Or I use that to fill up my um, emergency fund. I use that to invest in the stock market. And so that's extra money. It's a skill set. I can I can work with it. I can work on a side with it. I can you know build an app or, or something like that. It's so much that you can do with it. It's plentiful. It's just about what you want to do with it. Kids can go into game development. Uh, I, I was looking at some game companies and they're not even, a lot of them are not looking for degrees as well. They just want you to know how to use the software. And so um, the door is wide open and the opportunity is, is enormous. And the wage is, is just tremendous. Yeah, the gaming industry is huge right now. So I just wanted to say that um, it's very um, popular and there's a, a big need for more gamers and women, women oh, yeah. technology that can help them with the with the gaming as well. Um, so this has been such a great conversation. So I just yeah. have two more questions before we close out. Um, can you just share some one or two like tips for our audience and uh, what they can do to be successful in their business? Okay, um, I think from my experiences, don't be so hard on yourself, right? Um, when you when you get out there, nothing is perfect. You, you know, a lot of times we start business 
on a fly or with very little money. Um, don't take things so personally, personally and don't put to invest too much into what people think. You do you, you do your business, you build your business. You can tell um, if your business has potential, right? Um, those are, the, I think, the biggest things. And just to un honestly um, gauge your expectations, um, especially if your mother, it's, it's going to take toll on your household. Um, and so you have to um, understand that and, and be patient with your, you know, your kids and everything like that. And so there's a lot of things I, I miss out on um, because I'm so busy working, especially as things pick up. And so now I'm learning to put um, work, I have to put in time for vacations, right? So we're, we're going up to a cabin so that I can spend time with the family. I'm making sure I'm putting in those times to spend with my family because I've been working so hard growing cold with Sharon. Um, and it won't be worth it if I don't have that connection with my family. Um, so those are some of the greatest things. Reach high, don't go for the low hanging fruit. Don't be scared to ask questions, but also um, you're gonna have to invest in yourself. And so you're gonna have to invest in personal development, um, courses, um, things like that. So that leadership skills, um, customer service, mar oh, marketing, please invest heavily in marketing um, and just have fun. You know what, just have fun with it. And it's a journey um, and you're gonna make it. You just can't give up. You just cannot give up. You have to keep going. Awesome. That is fantastic. Now, the last question that I have for you is what impact would you like to make over the next 10 years? So I would like to have, um, my, over the next 10 years, I would like to teach, uh, I would like to be um, the number one STEM education provider. That's one thing. Um, I would like to reach, you know, as many students as I can globally, I want to say I would love to have say I've taught uh, a million kids how to code, um, but my goal is to create some money makers, create some people that can take the skill set and change their life. That would be the greatest impact that I can do, that somebody can sit in a house with a computer that learn this skill set from me and can bring good money into their household and change their their family, their household, and then start to change the community. Because without, you know, the way we losing jobs, if something doesn't come in and replace that, I'm, I'm fearful what our communities will look like if we are already struggling, right? Um, and so this is a way to make even more money than I could have when I was 18. We worked at churches and McDonald's and all that. Our kids with, you know, with technology, you see what they're already doing with technology. Our kids can be millionaires by the time they are 21. Um, if they were to stick with the skill set and their parents were to encourage them, um, we we can really do some damage. We really could. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. It's been such a pleasure. You've dropped so many gems for us. And this is a very exciting topic. You know, I'm all about women dominating the decade and dominating in spaces where for far too long we've been underrepresented. And I want all of you all out there to know that there are no limits. There are no limits on your life. There are no limits on your potential. There are no limits on the income, right? There are no limits at all on what you can do with your life. So you can live the life that you dream of. Um, you just have to be intentional about it. You just have to make a decision. And so we are so happy again. Thank you so much, Sharon, for being here. If you could just let our audience know, remind them how can they connect with you? 
Okay, so you can find me at Code with Sharon, and that's C-O-D-E, Code with Sharon. Sharon is S-H-A-R-E-N. I have a twin sister, Karen, so it's Sharon with an E. My husband has a semi-truck. He, he named it Sharon with an E, dot uh, com. Or you can call me at 586-842-2266, and that's 586-842-2266. Awesome. Thank you so much. And audience, we just, again, thank you for joining us. Again, do please share this broadcast. Sharing is caring. Uh, tag your friends, your peers in it that you know may benefit from this broadcast. And again, we will follow up after the show. Um, we would love to have you on the show. If you would like to be a guest, if you're a woman entrepreneur, business owner that is making an impact on the world, we would definitely love to have you on the show. We have so many ways to spotlight women in business. Uh, so you can just check out all the wonderful opportunities on our website. You can just go to www.shebosstalk.com. Uh, and then we will look forward to hearing you and spotlighting you in some way. Uh, for all of you that know, we have our She Boss Up grant fund. Uh, we welcome all donations. We just closed out last week our grant application. So we are in the review process and we will be announcing the awardees on October the 16th. And this will be an annual grant program for women in business. So we're very excited about that. Uh, do connect with us everywhere we are on social media. Again, do subscribe. You do hit that like button uh, to stay in the know. As always, continue to be the boss with Amplified Impact. Stay in good health and stay safe. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye.